So go back with me where the Sabbath is first mentioned in Genesis chapter 2, and we're going to read in verses 1 through 3. I'm going to read it for you out of the NLT translation. It says this, So the creation of the heavens and the earth and everything was complete. And on the seventh day, God had finished his work of creation. So he what? Rested from all his what? And God blessed the seventh day and declared it holy because it was the day when he what? Rested from all his work of creation. Okay, so many of you know that we call the seventh day, which in, sometimes in our book is our Sunday, we call it the Sabbath. So what does it look like for a new um, a new covenant or a New Testament believer to walk out the Sabbath? I'm going to take some time to talk to you about two words. They're going to throw them up on the screen, I think. So the word Sabbath is made up of two words. The first one is Shabbat. Say Shabbat. Shabbat. Okay, so Shabbat actually means simply to stop working, okay? So if you're taking notes, Shabbat means simply to stop working, okay? And it's the English word, it's part of the English word that we get translated into, into, into um, the Sabbath. So um, this kind of gives the connotation of this. Like if you go in and clock in, if you clock out, you are Shabbating. You, you, sh- you clock out, you go home, you stop working. That's called a Shabbat. It just simply means I'm not being productive anymore. I'm not working anymore. Say Shabbat. Okay. So, but that's not the full connotation of the Sabbath. So sometimes if we're not careful, we're going to say next week we're taking a Sabbath. And you're going to think, well, I'm simply not working. I'm taking a Shabbat. But a Shabbat is not a Sabbath. So I want to help you see something because I feel like the Holy Spirit has been showing me something. Um, If we're not careful, we'll take every time that we have a Sabbath or every time you call yourself having a Sabbath, you'll think, I'm just simply not working. That is not what was intended when God created the Sabbath. It's much deeper than that. So let me show you another verse. Let me show you another verse, okay? Um, In Genesis 2, verses 15... I want to show you something. In Genesis 2, verses 15, there's a scripture that says this. And the Lord God placed, say placed, the man in the garden of Eden to tend and watch over it. Now that word placed right there is the word nuach. I hope I'm saying it really good. Um, I listened to it like five times. It's called Nuach. Now, she's going to put it up there for you. That's how it's spelled. But it's, you don't say it like that. You say Nuach. Now, this word Nuach, now check this out. This word Nuach means to dwell or settle. It means to dwell or settle. So here's the interesting thing. These two words together, this word Shabbat and Nuach, come together means Sabbath. Now, here's what the word Nuach means. Picture this. Kind of like a fire's burning, you're with your, your spouse, your favorite person, and you're nestled up by the fire. It's a settling in. Kind of like if you would go to your grandma's house and you would unpack your bags, you're settling in. Or how many of you, um, when you go to the beach in the summertime, we're getting to come up, how many of you know when you get ready to go to the beach and all the tourists are here, you get there early enough to settle in for the day? Right? You put all, because here's the thing, you're staying for a while. You're going to settle in. Now, God introduces 
these two words right around the same time because he wants you to see something. So here's what I want you to see. From the very beginning of time, from the very beginning of time, in the Garden of Eden, God was trying to get his people. Remember, he began to walk, even in these verses with Adam and Eve, he began to walk the garden. He began to settle with them, and they would take time off to rest with him. Now, what's interesting is, is I don't have time to go here today, but I am going to do a study on it. I put some things in my notes because I want you to pay attention. When God created the garden... There was the tree of good and evil in the, in the garden. And he told the people not to eat of the tree of the good and evil. There was a reason behind that. There was a dependency. See, man has always wanted to get further faster. From the very beginning of time, pride has always been in us. Man has always, see, listen, when the enemy came to eat Adam or Eve, when he came, he said, God wants, he said, you can know like God knows. No, you cannot know like God knows. He said, go ahead because you can know the things that he knows. You can know, you can, he said this, you can be like God. No, you cannot be like God unless you have the spirit of God living in you. And so from the very beginning of time, the Satan has always been trying to get us to live on our own. And the Sabbath and the word, the Shabbat and the word Nuach coming together creates a dependency on God. So I want, I want to take some time. I want you to see this. Uh, I, I wrote some notes down because so after, even after the garden, Remember that in the Old Testament, it was filled with sacrifice. Jesus was always, God was always trying to get his people close to him. He's always from the very beginning trying to get his people to dwell with him. He walked the garden. And then when, when the Israelites, when they went far from God, he was like, okay, even if you're far from me, let's create a sacrifices. Let's create blood sacrifices so you can come close to me. Then he created the temple because he was always trying to say, I want me and my people to dwell together. I want, I want you to hear from me. I want to be close to you. I, I want to nuach you. I want, I want you to Shabbat so that you'll nuwak. Because here's the problem. Sometimes we're Shabbating, but we're not nuwaking. And God has always been fighting for intimacy with us in our lives. Now, with the thing about the Sabbath is it's a time to stop and be restored. Now, I, I, wanna, um, I want you to go with me to a scripture. I have a, just a few minutes. To a scripture in Mark. I want you to see this in the life of Jesus. In Mark chapter 2, verses 23 through 27, I'm going to read out of the New Living. Mark chapter 2, 23 through 27. It says this. On the Sabbath day, as Jesus was walking through some grain fields, his disciples began to break off heads of grain to eat. But the Pharisees said to Jesus, Look, why are they breaking the law by harvesting grain on the Sabbath? And Jesus said to them, Haven't you ever read in the scripture what David did when he and his companions were hungry? He went into the house of God and broke the law by eating the sacred bread that only the priests are allowed to eat. He also gave some to his companions. Then Jesus said this to them. Check this out. Then Jesus said this to them. The Sabbath was not made to meet the needs of the people. I'm sorry. Meet the needs of the people. Um, I'm sorry, the Sabbath was made to meet the needs of the people and not the people meet the require, say requirements. Requirements of the, see, listen, 
Even from back then, the kneading, the sewing, the knotting, the not fishing, the washing, all those things, the people were always saying, I've got to do to, to Newark. I've got to do to Newark. And he's saying, listen, you're messing this up. Listen, the Sabbath wasn't something for you to obey. The Sabbath was something for you to dwell in. He was all, it's never about what you do or you don't do. It's ne- he said, listen, the Sabbath was created for you, not you for it. And the Pharisees were trying to make it a thing that they have to do. And God was saying, no, it's not have to. I want to dwell with you. Um, Look at this other scripture right here in Mark. It's a few verses before this. This is the life of Jesus modeled. Mark chapter 1, verse 35 through 39. It says this. And before daybreak the next morning, Jesus got up and went to a what? How many of you have an isolated place? Like three of you. An isolated place. Jesus got up early and went to an isolated place to pray. Later, Simon and the others went to find him. And when they found him, they said what? Everyone is looking for you. Now, for time's sake, I don't have time to go into it. But prior to these verses... Because this is right in the middle of the chapter. Prior to these verses, Jesus is doing all kinds of miracles. Great and mighty things are happening. And and, and the gifts are in manifestation and healings and the demonic are being set free. And there's a lot of things. And so here's the thing. Jesus went that night and rested. And then early the next morning, he gets up and he goes and finds a quiet place. And then Simon shows up and he says, hey, you know all those same people? They're looking for you. Now, I know I've shared this before, but how many of you know people are looking for you? How many of you ever walk away from your phone for like 30 minutes and you have like 10 text messages? And you're like, who is looking for me? Okay, and, but listen, we, we live in a different day and time. What's the problem is, is people have way more access to us than they ever should. But this is still the same truth. People are looking for you. I, but I love something. You have to catch this because when I've studied this verse before, I never saw this until just a couple days ago, and I want you to see this. It says, we, listen, he says, everyone is looking for you. So the temptation, the temptation for our pride, the temptation for Jesus could have been, listen, I want to go back to the people that, I was, that already like me. I want to go back to those same people. I want to be around those people. But listen to what Jesus said. But Jesus replied, we must go to others other towns and I will preach to them. That is why I came. I am wondering if even in our own lives that because we do not Shabbat and we do not Nuwak that we have no idea why we're even on this earth. What, what is the very purpose of God on our lives? Listen, Jesus was visiting with his father. The temptation could have been, listen, I'm going to go back to where it's comfortable. I'm going to go back to where people like me. And he said, there is more work for me to do. There is more towns for me to go and preach your word. Listen, this is why I came and I have a purpose to fulfill. Uh, um, I, I know I shared this with you maybe earlier this year that the Holy Spirit spoke these words to me. He said this. He said, the body of Christ is caught off guard way too much. The body of Christ is caught off guard way too much. And we're shocked when things happen because we're not prepared. And earlier um, this year, I was actually in 2022, uh, Pastor Stephen and I, every February... 
We have some dear, very dear friends. You've met them before. Actually, our dear friend Tom Tony is coming and speaking the second week of June. And Tom and Kathy Tony, I grew up with them, and they've become some of, honestly, our closest pastor friends. And we vacation with them, and we combine it with a conference every year in February. And we've done it, I think, for about six years. Um, and it, it, it is honestly one of the things that fills our soul. It fills our spirits and it fills our soul and we laugh and we just, and we get, we relax all day and, get, and feast on the word all night. And it's wonderful. So this December, I was walking um, on, the, on the walking path one morning and the Holy Spirit said to me, I don't want you to go. And I'm like, well, wh- Why? And honestly, he just said to me, I don't, want, I, this, I don't want you to go this year. And so a couple days later, Pastor Steve and I were on the walking path together, and I said, I, I sense in my heart that we're not supposed to go in, um, in February with Kathy and Tom. And he was like, okay, I feel it. Let's, let's just obey. And I was like, okay. So I call Kathy and Tom, and I'm like, we're not coming. And they're like, <laughs> you know how your friends are when you don't want to do, you know, they, te- they didn't take it personal because they're not offended. They're not offended people. So they wouldn't. If you have offended friends, don't hang out with them. Um, if you can't follow the Holy Ghost and your friends be okay with it, then they're not your friends. Right? If you say, I'm not doing t-ball this time because the Holy Spirit doesn't allow that in our time frame right now, and you have a friend who's best friends with your kid and they're offended by it, find some new ones. Just a word to the wise. Um, so anyway, they were like, absolutely, you know, now here's one thing that they did do when they purchased, when they rented the house, they said, we got another bedroom and a bathroom just in case the Holy Spirit changes his mind. It was kind of so here's something that's very interesting. That same week now, because we care for my parents, my sister comes when I'm not here and we kind of trade and she'll come here and take care of them. That very same week, my mom's, my mom's baby sister passed away and my sister is her power of attorney there is no way that my sister could have been there and been there the holy spirit knew that now he wasn't a part i mean pam didn't take care of her body and she did pass away but the holy had i what if i had flown all the way to florida and had to fly all the what if all of that mask listen i we didn't miss a beat we watched, the, we watched the meetings online. My sister took care of my Aunt Pam. My parents were cared for, and everything went well. Praise, listen, can I tell you another one? Can I tell you another one? Friends. We do a women's event called Friends. And uh, everyone, we've, we've even purchased some things for it. Friend, we'd all, we had planned to do Friends. It would have been last Thursday. Last Thursday. Ask, me, ask any of our staff. I cannot get a release about Friends. And everyone's like, Come on, why are we doing friends? I'm like, I cannot get a release about friends. I could not get a release about it. How many of you know, if we would have done friends, it would have been the day after one of my very best friends, Missy's funeral. I did not want to do friends the day after I buried Missy. Do you know that the Holy Spirit will go before you? Listen, my walks are my Shabbat, and when I Shabbat, I walk, and I get to hear from the voice of the Holy Spirit. 
and he will show you things. Listen, the job of the Holy Spirit, can I tell you something? We no longer have to have sacrifices. We no longer walk in the Garden of Eden. We no longer just have to go to the temple, even though when you come to the temple, you abide together. Listen, you are now the temple, and the shoot, no, the walk now lives in you by the power of the Holy Spirit. And you can walk in Sabbath all day long. Now, I want to share something with you. I'm concerned because as there, there's no doubt. Uh, this came to me this morning. Do you know that if Pastor Stephen and I only went out to eat or only talked every single year on our anniversary, we would still be married? Some of you are like, what's wrong with that? No, I'm just teasing. Now, if we only talked, if we only went out to eat, or if, we only, if he only bought me flowers, or only, if he only did it once a year on October 17th on our anniversary, do you know that our covenant would still be our covenant? Do you know that we would still be married? But do you know that we would not know each other very well? Do you realize that, listen, some of us are only meeting with God once a year. Sometimes we only take a pause to Shabbat once a year to say, God, what do you have for me? Do you realize that even for us to have a good relationship that we can't just do once a year? We can't even do once a month. We can't really even do once a week. Guess what? How many of you husbands have ever went to the store and your wife said, pick up something, and when you got home, you forgot it? And guess what? You didn't just forget the milk. All hell broke loose. Do you know what she said to you? You don't what? Hear me. And I'm concerned that we're at things a little haywire in our life. Not because God's not talking. Because you're not hearing. And if you don't know his voice, it's on the inside of you. But you have to Shabbat. You have to stop working. You have to stop toiling. To sit down long enough to walk in his presence. Where you can abide with him and he abides with you. It's a... It's a listen. The idea that this is a full... And I want to tell you something. A Sabbath is not a vacation. Take a vacation. Have fun. But it's not your Sabbath. You can come on up. It's not your Sabbath. Do you know that the same word, if you want to go there with me, the same word in Acts chapter 2. Just turn, write it in your notes and go there by yourself. In Acts chapter 2 when it says, listen, and they were all in an upper room. Hallelujah. It says that the believers were in an upper room. You know what they were doing? Shabbating. They were, Shabbat, they were waiting. They were up in an upper room. And guess what? And it says the Holy Spirit came in like a mighty wind. And you know what it says? It rested. Listen, it says like tongues of fire. It says it rested. It walked on them. And they were, they were taking a break. They were waiting for the Holy Spirit to come. How many of you say, you know what? Holy Spirit, I'm not moving until you give me an answer. Not your best friend giving you an answer. The Holy Spirit. Listen, do you know? I love this verse. And I'm going to read it even if we're a little late. Exodus, do you know that even Moses knew this? Exodus chapter 33, verse 16, out of the New Living, it says this. I love Moses. He says this, how will anyone know that you look favorably upon me and on your people if you don't go with us? For your presence among us sets us apart. For your presence settled on my life sets me apart. I don't have to live in confusion. I don't have to live in distress. I don't have to live in the unknowing. I don't have to live missing it. I'm Shabbating and I'm new walking and I'm knowing where you're going and your presence is in my life. 
I don't know if you're like Jesus on the t- side of a mountain. Whatever it, whatever that. Listen, my husband did something so. I just want to say thank you again. My husband did something so dear for me. As I laid the past couple weeks beside the bed and with Missy, her bedroom has a sliding door. And she has wind chimes out there. And we would lay there and the breeze would blow and the wind chimes would blow. And the day she passed away, Pastor Stephen and I just went in. There were people coming and going, but we went into a room and we just worshiped the Lord. We weren't going to give the enemy any minutes. And we just began to thank him and praise him. And all of a sudden that wind chime just went, whatever wind chimes do. In the day of her funeral, I was doing something. And that, he was outside, I didn't even pay attention. The next morning I woke up and went to, I went to my Shabbat, my screen and porch. And there was wind chimes just blowing. Listen, even in our busy lives, a car ride, a bathroom, sometimes, mama, that's all you got. A moment. God's not concerned about your time frames. Just like Jesus went to the mountainside. Just like Daniel went to the window. Just like Moses went to the tents of meetings. Just like even this, just like Mary. When Mary was pregnant to, with, with Jesus, remember where she was? She said, I'm going to go to Elizabeth's house. I'm going to Shabbat there. Because there's a lot going on. There's a lot, there's a lot of moving parts. And I'm hearing the voices and they feel louder. And I'm going to go Shabbat at Elizabeth's house. You know, my mom has a sister named Peggy. If you ever want a Shabbat there, just let me know. My Aunt Peggy has this amazing way of creating a place for a Shabbat. Where time seems to cease. She makes your bed real pretty. And she puts a bottle of water beside my bed. And she always finds me a really yummy book that I haven't read, like an old one. Like a, I don't know, something, something spiritual but deep. She never is shallow. And she'll write me a note. And she'll slip it, she'll put it on the page. And she'll say, she'll say to me, read this. Because I know God wants to speak to you while you're here. She'll make biscottis. Frank and Linda make biscottis. She'll make biscottis and she'll have them waiting for me by my coffee. And she creates a place for me. I'm going there in a couple weeks. Hallelujah. But Jesus wants to do that. So next week, when we take this time off, I want you to do a couple things. They're going to throw them up on the screen. I want you to remember. I want you to recall the things that God's done in your life. I want you to walk around your yard if you have one or walk around your house or get in the car or drive your kids past a neighborhood that you used to live in or and talk about what God's done in your life. Just remember. 
Remember how he's delivered you and how he saved you. Recall it. And then I want you to reaffirm your faith in Christ. Father God, I give you everything. You've saved me. You've healed me. You've delivered you, me. And I reaffirm my faith and trust in you. And I rejoice because you're a good God. And I promise you, after next weekend, you'll feel rejuvenated as you Shabbat, as you Nuwak, as you Sabbath. Amen. Amen.